0: Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore Podcast. My name is Jeff, and as always, I'm joined by my good friends Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. Richard and Michael, they debate, they deliberate the Mount Rushmore of many different topics, and this week, that topic is the Mount Rushmore of any kind of pirate. Mount Rushmore (laughs) of any kind of pirate. I don't know if there was a time when, when you said pirate, there was only one kind of pirate that one would envision, but, uh, there's so many ways to, uh, pillage and, and plunder these days. So there's all kinds of different pirates. Uh, so let's talk about them. You yeah. guys laughed. Why do you think this is a funny topic?
1: Well, I, two reasons. One, just, um just uh, any kind of pirate. It's just just like, (laughs) (laughs) modifier is what really sells sells it. It's the modifier. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: And two is I can't believe Richard, I can't believe we're recording something about pirates when two of us spent so much time as ninjas uh, on a kickball team and the pirates were the sworn enemy of the ninja, uh, according to the internet circa 2001 and art, our kickball team circa 2005 (laughs) to 2008. Uh, Uh, it, it fills me with an existential dread to um, talk about these um, scumbags. Uh, oh,
0: well, this is. Your, I, um, I can... guess
1: I guess I'm not necessarily um, praising them. I guess we're just. Um, oh no. You can dishing, them. dishing on yeah. them, yeah, scumbag, awful, I,
0: stupid. I pirates. will say that uh, because the brilliant social media strategy that we have, always uh, being in concert with some other trend, this is. Part of Pirate Week, which is building up, of course, to talk, International Talk Like a Pirate Day uh, 2020, which is sub- Saturday, September 19th, International Talk Like a Pirate Day, I guess would uh, support the fact that piracy is not just a domestic thing, clearly, but uh, what does a pirate talk like in other languages? I'm, I'm curious if it's the talk like a pirate. Maybe we can find some examples online or if you out there are a pirate for listening from another country.
2: Yeah. Let us dial let, in and let us know. Yeah. Let us <laughs> know. Um,
1: I never, I never thought, I mean, I guess, you know, I don't know if I'm stepping on anyone's picks and I don't think I am, but like Vikings were a type of pirate I would assume, or there would yeah. be some, it was like, there's some sort of um, Viking pirate. So, you know, just uh, imagine the Swedish chef, but like, you know, trying to load cannonballs. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my that's my uh, my assumption. I think it would go something. the the <laughs> It's just you know uh, that's a pirate.
0: Okay, uh, Richard, know. why don't why don't you go why don't you go first?
2: Michael, did you say this fills you with with dread? Is that what you said? Yeah, you I don't know. Dread? It's inter- yeah. interesting. Uh,
1: I see. Dread pirate Roberts. Yes.
2: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Good choice. Good pick, Richard.
2: Yeah, the Dread Pirate Roberts from uh, The Princess Bride, the book and the movie, um, wh- who has many different guises throughout, throughout, let's just, let's just go with the movie. Um, there is Wesley as the Dread Pirate Roberts, who took over the role from a different Dread Pirate Roberts. Uh, there is Fezzik at some point, who becomes the Dread Dread Pirate Roberts when he's burning and 20 feet tall in an attempt to scare the uh everyone inside the castle and then at the end um we kind of are hinted that uh indigo montoya will be taking over the role of dread pirate roberts and i just i love this idea that there is no one dread pirate roberts that it's sort of a a role that people play and they get phased out over time as the old Dread pirate roberts decides that he's had enough of the pirating life and it's time for him to retire with his riches. And he just sort of blends into the crew while someone else takes his place. And it's the idea of this, you know, frightening pirate that really needs to be kept up more so than anything that the pirate actually does. And I just love that concept. I think it was a really... As with everything with the book and the movie, it's just very smart. And I, I think it just... It goes to show, I think, that our idea of a pirate is at one, at one point very kind of joyous and, you know, swilling grog and, you know, hanging out with the crew and at the same time also very terrifying. And who you are as a pirate and if you're able to gain that reputation, that's more important than actually what you do at some level.
1: Yeah, I think that's really, really interesting because the, the pirate at some point, at least in, um, you know, we're talking about quasi, whenever uh, Princess Bride takes place and it's supposed, what, 13th century, let's say. Is that sure, sure about right? Mis- yeah, you know, mythological it. 13th century um, kind of Europe, you know, legend comes into play in all of this and if the dread pirate Roberts has been sailing around for 40 years obviously it's probably not the same person or you know but the the myth of this person that is could be possibly generational is terrifying a story that you tell down to your child or your grand your grandparents tell you and like oh yeah he was here and he destroyed our city our town and robbed everyone and killed and did all this stuff and like that I, that that you know that instills the fear in people is eh? if if, you know todd smith comes in with his boat and it's like ah get out of here todd
2: right exactly
0: (laughs) well that's so cool because there there are other figureheads that are uh that have a moniker yet the vessel that that occupies that moniker changes like like say the pope or king or a Santa Claus or something
1: right. Wait, no not Santa. Claus. something yeah, yeah. No, we've we've seen the movie The Santa Claus and The Santa yeah, Claus 2 yeah, and yeah. The Santa Claus 3. We got it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and we're used to that now with uh in the next Bond film his 007 will change although James Bond is still James Bond. Uh, so uh, but it do, it does it does uh yeah show how important the legend is and then maintenance of the legend and keeping up that legend. Is transcends the individual uh, in in a big way. That's that's fascinating. That's a fun that's a fun pick. Uh, Wesley is so good-hearted too, and it does lend a greater dimension to the concept of piracy as an occupation that can be honorable or dishonorable. Uh, mm-hmm. That is does not necessarily uh, uh, like like Robin Hood the person is robbing but it's to to an end that's not always entirely evil so i don't know if that's how dread pirate roberts
2: <laughs> did Yeah her. it's never it's never really established i mean there yeah. is the element of the old dread pirate roberts you would assume having killed many people he took on on his on his ship Yeah um from the good job wesley i'll likely kill you in the morning uh, mm-hmm. a little running bit yeah, But, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think there is a in, – in pop culture, pirates can either be fearful or they can be seen as joyous and humorous. Mm-hmm. And the Dread Pirate Roberts kind of embraces all of that, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's a fun choice. All right. Uh, what do you got there, Winfield?
1: Well, I just – I mean, just one last note on that. I, I like the okay. idea that – um, uh, I like the idea that that's just like a potential job you could have. What are you going to be, a plumber? I don't know. Uh, I'm a farmer. Okay. Pirate. Hmm. That was just a thing that people, I guess had an idea. Uh, I, I like that as uh, uh, occupation. What's your occupation? Pirate. Oh, okay. Uh, that's cool. my first choice is a, um, a historical pirate, a real pirate that existed, uh, probably the most famous of all pirates, or at least the most um, iconic and that's Blackbeard, hmm. the pirate. Um, His real name, not necessarily Edward Teach, although that's what he called himself. Um, It's possible it was Edward Drummond. Uh, He was a pirate that kind of existed in the um, early 18th century of um, the Caribbean or the Caribbean or the East Coast of um, North America. And uh, what's fascinating about him is that he kind of – like the Dread Pirate Roberts had a legendary status and image thing that kind of, when you think of the classic kind of, you know, um, early 18th century, late 17th century um, pirate, you think of him, the big long black beard with a big hat and he had, you know, uh, like six guns you know uh like on his chest and a cutlass and daggers and you know all the very traditional pirated things he had a the image of the pirate that we think of is the image of blackbeard and um what i found really fascinating reading about him was that he was basically a pirate for one year in like <laughs> november in november 1717 um he hijacked a uh, uh, like a slave ship, and then renamed it the Queen Anne's Revenge. And by November of 18, or of 1718, he was dead. So one year wow. he he went out and just pirated like a maniac for a year. You know, uh, stealing and uh, uh, what's that thing called where they um where they leave people on an island, maroon them. He marooned mm-hmm. like some of his um his pirate um, uh, shipmates. He, uh, you know, stole boats and giant ships and other uh, sloops and t- t- all this. Like he did, the very classic piracy thing. And he had this image of being vicious. And then it's it, it, he was done within a year. At some point, wow. he had even kind of retired within that year. He like sold all of his like, belo- you know, all of the things that he had stolen, all of his booty and kind of made a deal with a local governor. And then, um, after a couple of weeks or a couple of months, it's like, ah, I can't do this. I can't do this <laughs> lifestyle. I can't just hang out. It's like, it's like the ball player that like retires and spends three months with his family. And this just back out uh-huh. <laughs> back, back in AAA, being like, yeah, I'm not getting paid very much, but this isn't the life for me. Isn't uh, <laughs> isn't mm-hmm. on land. Pirates.
0: Uh, the Royal Navy was uh, the officers people who officers and ships in the Royal Navy it, were instructed to maintain a policy that if they did find other vessels that weren't supposed to be in the territory that they're in or other pirate vessels, they were allowed to plunder those ships. So they had a policy of search and seizure of other vessels. So they 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 had legalized piracy themselves. Yeah, they so, had the
1: um what the act of uh, privateering.
0: Privateering, yeah,
1: yeah, where a government would basically enlist you mm-hmm. and your and those people that weren't quite in the army, but they're just like ah, just go out and <laughs> basically be a pirate, yeah, and go attack this ship.
0: So you, I could see how many pirates were former navy who just got used to the plundering and taking all the stuff. So, in a way, it was... Uh, you were trained to do that by the military, by, by the crown was was training you to do that. So, do you think maybe Blackbeard had a history of doing... Maybe he was one year a pirate, but he... Was he ever uh, um, part of the Royal Navy or anything like that?
1: Um, reading you know? a little bit of his history, he was like um, a sailor and a privateer for all of this. So, that probably led to him being like, well, I can just do it myself. I don't, yeah. I'm not going to, I don't, I don't need to be government sanctioned. I'm just going to, uh-huh. if I'm already doing it, then I might as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll just do
0: it myself. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. He's That's an entrepreneur, he's an, o-
1: an entrepreneur, you know, really.
0: A seafaring, his LinkedIn would be hydrogen based. <laughs> entrepreneur.
1: Uh, well, you know, <laughs> In the gig economy, you got to just do yeah. whatever it takes.
0: <laughs> CEO at Self Employed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's cool. So he's in a way kind of this prototypical when we think of the pirate, the image that we have of a pirate. Many of it was fashioned after this guy. Only did the gig for a year.
1: Yeah, so that's what I. Cool. That's what was super fascinating. He's just like Yeah. Burn, burn bright, and there yeah. you go. Man, All
2: right, my second one. I just didn't think that we could possibly talk about pirates without talking about captain james hook
1: also on my list
2: also on your list okay i just just felt like it's so iconic that it had to be on there um obviously from the play later book later uh movie later kids tv show later uh clothing line later everything else (laughs) fragrance peter Peter pan related that has come out over the last hundred years um you know peter you know captain hook is i think more in, along the lines of the of the, you know the dast he's he's the prototypical kind of dastardly villainous uh pirate character you know he literally has a twirling a mustache that he can twirl um and i you know look i just love the idea that his arch nemesis is a crocodile yeah, that he can't kill because crocodiles really aren't that hard to kill. I would think if you have a crew, you have a boat and you've got, you know, all these weapons at your disposal, I would think you would be you should be able to catch and, you know, capture and kill a
1: crocodile. That's like saying that to the person that um, is afraid of going to, um, you know, the doctor. Like just just go to the doctor, it's fine. But if you're deathly afraid, um, there's no way that you can. You're like nah, every everything becomes um, everything becomes an obstacle. And uh, if there's a crocodile that it's um, gunning for your other hand, then uh, that seems like an impossible task um, to me, you know.
2: Yeah, I also love the fact that uh, you know the Captain Hook was played by Dustin Hoffman, making him the most Jewish of all of all. Uh, of all pirates
1: (laughs) the um go ahead the
0: were he to have a different prosthetic would he have been captain dentures or captain peg
2: like we think that captain stump if he didn't have one at all captain stump yeah
1: yeah
2: michael why Uh, was he on your list uh
1: what i liked about him is that uh, his portrayal has been so varied um from the, you know, early adaptions of him and like from the original story, he was more kind of elegant uh, and vicious. He was very proper. He was not, not quite foppish, but he was someone that played by some certain sense of rules, which is why that like Peter Pan always kind of represents this, you know, or is literally this young kid that is tormenting him because he won't play, you know, he won't, he won't, you know, uh, follow the rules. And Pan is just like, well, I don't, what do do you want me to do? I'm a kid. I'm going to fly around. I'm going to, I'll cut off your hand and throw it to the crocodile and kick you in the back. And I don't, you know, that's, what does it mean? What does that mean to me being proper? And I like that in the Disney version, they turn him into this huge coward. He's still evil and vicious, but he's just, he's constantly, he's just a huge coward and there's nothing more delicious than seeing somebody that is just evil and just also terrified Mm -hmm. but the proper thing i think is what stood out to me the most is that he's like this gentleman pirate versus being like you know uh uh, a dirty crusty caribbean type pirate that's uh uh you know that has never has never washed in his life you know i like that there that there is an elegance to him that um is more kind of befit fit of just like a, a classic sea captain rather than a, you know, vicious
2: pirate.
0: Mm-hmm. It seems like the, uh, wow. Well, the choice. You got a, of you
2: got a, a, do you have like a formula one race happening yeah. in the background there? <laughs> <laughs> that.
0: The, I'm, I'm blocks away from the airport. And I always imagine these people are horribly late for their flight because <laughs> they're drifting at 120 miles up, uh, going Clybourne. Jeez, I don't know what street I'm on. Uh, those I think novelists and storytellers are, uh, are fascinated with honor among thieves, with the idea that just because I'm a murderous, villainous, uh, horrible criminal doesn't mean that I don't have some code by which I live, and some, uh, that we do have some actually bone China on this ship. And I would like to sit down <laughs> and have tea every day around noon because uh, I am cultured. I'm not complete swine and Captain Hook definitely does. And I, I would say also that uh, Dustin Hoffman portrayal uh, shows a tremendous admiration for good form and good show when he sees it. Uh, so that's a, that's a fun aspect of that portrayal too. the culture and civilization. It.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a movie I want to kind of revisit uh, now that I'm a little older, is to see just what what Hook is as a movie. Is it watchable? Is it is it still hard to see Peter, you know, uh, Robin Williams as a grown-up Peter Pan as the most disturbing thing in the world? Yeah. <laughs> or is it? Yeah. Uh, or is it uh, just kind of garbage? I don't know.
0: I think it was following in the wake of Batman, in which. Uh, The Michael Keaton Batman should have just been called Joker because it was a opportunity for Nicholson to come in and steal the show. And he was the most, in many stories, the villains are the most dynamic characters. But I felt like uh, um, Hoffman saw Nicholson in Batman and said, I want one of those. (laughs) I want to go chew up the scenery uh, with a straw man of a good guy uh, in my opposition
2: and a few years ago someone had the brilliant idea to have Christopher Walken play captain yeah. which <laughs> just did not work spectacularly famously did not work out
0: uh yeah that's a fun fun portrayal do we know does anybody did anybody choose a particularly i guess we'll find out a particularly um dirty and nasty and ugly pirate i guess we can let's let's we'll, we'll, we'll,
1: we'll get that after the break
0: yeah we'll get that after the break so this is the break uh do us a favor and plunder the booty of the back episodes of the Mount rushmore podcast go back there's 230 plus episodes waiting for you to discover them and this is the new normal you know, you're working from home, you're not going to bother your office mate uh, if you're blaring the Matt Rushmore podcast. MRP is what I call it now. MRPC? MRP. The MRPC. Um, it's not PC. I wish it would. We might have gone farther with this thing by now. Then rate and review the episodes and then share it with your friends and then get in the conversation with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Let us know episodes that you would like us to uh, discuss. Uh, topics you'd like us to explore that'd be super cool now we're back and i think it's richard's going to give us his third
1: it should flip to me uh i think michael's going to give us his third okay we've been dancing we've been dancing around this movie we've been dancing around this thing pirates of the caribbean okay Caribbean? caribbean caribbean of course i'm talking about that one pirate that's wallowing in the mud with the pigs from the um disneyland ride and not the movie of course Scalawag is his name oh (laughs) I'm not kidding I'm not kidding I don't need I don't need the uh, the uh, Jack Sparrow revisionist history of Pirates of the Caribbean I need that fat guy blazed out so drunk with a bottle of rum sleeping with some pigs looking (laughs) happy as hell yeah uh, listen, Is that in your erotic listen, fan fiction, or is that a Disney right. approved? No, I I ship him with um with Smee.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: um, no. Uh, let me tell you, there is very little written about this guy, and this is what I've gleaned from the uh Pirates of the Caribbean um wiki. Um, he was part of the ship. Um, the Wicked Witch. Uh, he uh, was part of the uh, battle of the attack of Puerto Dorado, which is what the, they kind of uh, depict uh, in the um, uh, in the ride. And his affiliation, pigs, and that did me in. <laughs> I was in love with this guy. That his affiliation. And then you click on the the link for pigs, and it takes you to a a in-universe um, wiki write-up of what a pig is. And I love the person that did that. I love that there's a need to do that. Wow. But for real, what I like about this character or like this image of the pirate is that this is how it's all ending. All of this uh, piracy, you're either – you know, they show – the ride is so fun and so good at showing – these crazy pirates that are just tearing this place apart. They're having fun. They're blasting each other. They're attacking the town. They're dunking the mayor in a big bucket of water in the well. They're chasing girls. They're stealing. But at the end of the day, you're ending up in two places. And that is in that jail cell, getting (laughs) whistling to be whistling to the dog to be let out. Or you are (laughs) drunk. Or you are drunk. That's that was really good. Or you are drunk with the pigs in the slop and that's it. And I like that, you know, you talked about dirty pirates earlier, there he is. Uh, Jeff, he's, he was as dirty as you can get, but he looks so happy. He's so yeah. satisfied. But, what else does he need?
0: The pigs look are grinning from ear to ear. <laughs> Those mm-hmm. pigs are so happy that uh, that he is at least he is not, Although it's not true in the revisionist uh, makeover of the attraction, at least he's not auctioning women or chasing women. Like he mm-hmm. is the most gentlemanly uh, pig there. <laughs> I mean, person there. He's. We don't know what he's going to do to his pigs later, but he's not. <laughs> he's not misogynistic that we know of. Good yeah. for you, Scallywag. He's the he's the wokest bro there because he's not eating the pig, so he could be vegan for all we know. That's true. Yeah. Uh. That's a fun choice. That that attraction is still in my top two. I think it's after Haunted Mansion. Uh, pirates is one of my favorites, and just the atmosphere and the the cartoonish faces of those pirates. Many of them have the same like mold. You know, there's there's like the face. There's like the lantern guy in um, Haunted Mansion. That his like mm. his face is on some of the pirates at it's the Caribbean, too. His face is the same face as the guy um, who's like playing the banjo at Lafitte's Landing. Like when you're, mm. when you go past the guy, I don't know if he's playing the banjo or just kind of
1: rocking on a chair. Oh, in like the bayou.
0: Yeah, in like the bayou area. So, uh,
1: this, oh. um, you know, I have a, uh, we've talked about it um, a lot. Uh, my three year old and everything about him right now is Halloween, gearing up for Halloween. It's all uh, things that are spooky and, um, Today we acted out of being in a haunted house where one of us would hide in his room and he would walk in with uh, Emily and hold her hand. And then I would jump out wearing a skeleton mask and he'd go, ah, and we do that 19 times in a row. (laughs) And then we built like a little haunted house out of like, you know, mega blocks and had his characters go in there. But Emily and I were just kind of giving each other uh, these looks and just kind of talking on the side, being like, I can't imagine what it's going to be like through this kid for the first time to see the haunted mansion and to see, Pirates of the Caribbean as just this experience that he's going, you know, I've personally ridden both rides 50 times. I don't know how yeah. many times, you know, in my life. Um, I cannot imagine what it is for this kid to experience these things on whatever day that is when COVID goes away and we're all able yeah. to be around people again. It's going to be like just bananas.
0: <laughs> what? Uh, so yeah. he's three but Yeah. what does he what did he know about Halloween
1: from last year? Anything? I mean, I mean, he remembers everything. He remembers, like, everything that this has ever happened to him. Wow. Um, like, he he's all about Halloween. He knows, I mean, he's all about spooks and ghosts and skeletons and skulls and bones and witches' cauldrons and uh, all of it. Wow. All, every, everything that you could possibly need to know about Halloween, this kid is. He knows the difference between Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster. He vaguely knows what a zombie is. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's going to be a real it, fucking letdown on, in a month and a half when it, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, you can't go trick-or-treating. Uh, sorry, yeah. we have to figure yeah, that I, one out.
0: I, I, I feel for Scallywag because mm, he... Thank you for
1: bringing it back on topic. He hasn't...
0: Yes, he is in the mud uh, with these pigs and he is very happily doing that in his intoxication.
1: But do you oh, think this feels, this feels like an Oscar Wilde quote. Hold on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you think in the org chart of the ship that when he gets when he sobers up on Monday and goes back on the ship and they all get back on the ship, what's he gonna be doing? Is he gonna be cleaning? polishing cannonballs or like cleaning out the bilge or like mm. the like this guy is like probably doing intern shit yeah and
1: he's been a <laughs> Mor- pirate more than Ralph more than scalaway yeah yeah <laughs> yeah uh yeah well, he's probably you know i what's he
0: escaping he, from in that bottle like what's
1: oh yeah he's he's down in the the bilge i don't even know what the bilge is but it sounds awful
0: yeah.
2: Yeah, look up bilge.
0: You gotta look at bilge. Okay, uh Manfredi.
2: All right, my third choice is Brad Hamilton from Fast Times at Richmond High <laughs> <laughs> as nice the job, employee Hamilton. as the employee of yeah. Captain Hook's fish and chips. Oh, that's fun. It's because this sort of sums up, I think, anyone who has ever worked a fast food or service type job yeah. in high school and had to deal with the embarrassment of wearing a uniform or just feeling uncomfortable because whether it's friends or in his case, the very attractive older lady that he has to encounter. um, It's just a humiliating outfit to be in. Yeah. I love that they couldn't, they they couldn't come out and say this is long John Silver's. Mm -hmm. So they had to kind of work around it a little bit, but it's, it's clearly Long John Silvers, and I remember, and I think I believe we have talked about my my love of Long John Silvers, even though I know it's terrible in a oh. previous episode. I believe we did. I grew up you know anytime we got a chance to go to into the big city like Visalia or Fresno uh invariably we wound up at a at a long john Silvers, and wow. even this this was back in the, this was back in probably the early to mid eighties. And they all had to wear kind of piratey piratey looking costumes. Mm-hmm. And I remember even as a kid thinking, God, that's that's got to be not fun to get into that costume. It didn't seem like anyone there was getting into the spirit of the thing, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. And and Brad Hamilton kind of kind of summarizes that. I don't want to be a pirate. That sort of vibe that <laughs> I think a lot of us have dealt with in certain jobs. I never really had to deal with that too much. I did work at a Baskin Robbins um, so from time to time you'd have friends come in and you'd have to scoop ice cream for them, which is a little awkward but not as bad as being a pirate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just that handing out that little Coke spoon of, uh, of chocolate mint is not so humiliating as dressing up like a pirate. Exactly yeah that uh, that film certainly captured a lot of the the dimension of people going through the transition between youth and adulthood and that awkward job and Hamilton you know being a manager and having to get shit on <laughs> be responsible right. no matter what yeah some of the fun stuff that 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 film captured in a way I, I wonder what Blackbeard would say were he to be able to spirit himself into that that restaurant and walk around and look at the sorry state of these pirates <laughs> that, have been, that have chosen this.
2: He would make them <laughs> walk, walk the plank into a vat of, um, <laughs> like <hot oil>. vinegar <laughs> or vinegar. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so nobody so far has chosen any kind of like software pirate or
2: uh, hold, uh, hold, hold, hold
0: on. 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 Okay. Oh,
2: okay. Okay. Okay believe you're getting ahead of yourself there jeff. okay
0: okay
1: all right jeff uh, i think jeff i think jeff we're on the same wavelength you you had alluded to a dirty pirate uh yeah. you know minutes minutes ago and now okay. you're, you're you're um cool. alluding okay. to uh, maybe um, um some sort right. of um cyber Lay it pirate on me. or something Lay it on well me. of course cool. all of us as pirates in the uh late 2000 early 2000s um using napster to download uh our favorite um crappy songs that we already own on a CD someplace else.
2: Hey, Ben Affleck told me not to do that. So I didn't do it.
1: (laughs) Um, Napster was a a wild thing and it, it made you feel at some point when it became infamous, it made you kind of feel like, Hey, I'm kind of, I'm kind of doing something legal and I'm, I kind of like it a little bit. I know I shouldn't, I know I shouldn't be downloading uh, this um, Modest Mouse song, but I but I don't really want to buy it. I know yeah. I don't have, it's, I can't get the entire album here. I've been able to spend three hours trying to download a three-minute song, which is weird, but I like that song, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I think that there's just, I think the appeal of piracy is, you know, obviously it's been romanticized over the years, um, it has been, you know, when it's set in an era that is so far for from you, you can't really understand it. But when it's, you know, when you're kind of just taking a song here and there and listening to music and it's not a great version of the song and it sounds kind of weird, just like, oh, I'll do it. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I just need to press a few buttons. This is the easiest, the easiest stuff that I could yeah. do. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of fun. I I get it. All right. Where's yeah. my cutlass? Where's my where's my <laughs> scabbard?
0: It does seem like the pirate equivalent of just kind of taking your saber and jabbing it into a cask of ale and just kind of sipping just whatever comes out. It doesn't
1: feel like you're stealing anything. <laughs> no, it's like when you're in the supermarket, yeah. you you take a grape. Yeah, just take one a grape. grape. Take one grape. That's a kind of that's kind of like piracy. Or I whatever.
2: Or whenever you were able to find some, like, rare bootleg or unreleased track or something like that on Napster, you really feel – like you felt like you were – it was undiscovered booty, basically.
1: Yeah, it found, was
2: – You found the you, pirate's booty.
1: You dug up somebody's chest. Listen, I have so many, like, Morrissey B-sides, or I did. I don't know if I ever – you can get them easily now you, they just they're just there through like Apple music that I pay for fifteen dollars a month. It's just this thing that I own, you know, kind of I'm kind of just leasing this music yeah, but like it's not that hard to find anymore, which is I think maybe that was that that's what it was. maybe Richard tapped into something maybe there is an aspect of finding something hidden, a hidden treasure which is always associated with pirates that you didn't have and you couldn't you know you couldn't really get it at a record store you know, if they didn't have it, you couldn't get it. You could, there was, you know, online ordering wasn't, it was there, but it wasn't quite what it was. You know, obviously the streaming services haven't had not kicked into gear for another, what, five or six years from 2001 or a little after that sort of, that aspect of, you know, just perpetual digital life didn't occur, you know? So it was, e- it was easy. Plus it was, um, it was fun. Yeah. And or, but then there's also the the um, you, what if you didn't get it? What if like the song that you got? You know, you get you know possibly rickrolled. Something's just listed mm-hmm. as, you know, Morrissey's striptease with a difference, and then it's like, oh, here's a, another version of Take on Me that I don't need.
0: <laughs> I found that I the things that would peeve me. I wasn't around for now. I wasn't, well, I was um, a bit older than you guys, so I wasn't in college then. I think that was mostly in college campuses, but I was around for LimeWire and a few other Mm -hmm. things. And uh, I would find my attitude, it's kind of like the way people are with apps now. Like, you want me to pay 99 cents for this app? Oh my gosh. It better be great. Um, (laughs) I remember being peeved that uh, I would. Some idiot labeled "Dancing in the Moonlight" by Van Morrison versus King Harvest. You're like, who are these idiots out here uh, labeling <laughs> right. the free music that I got? Or, um, well, sure, I want to download this uh, this music from these th- in this peer-to-peer platform from all these people out there, but I don't want to leave my uh, computer open to being uploaded from. <laughs> I'm going to turn off the thing that says you can pull files off my. I don't want people poking around my Mac. Um, the, the dishonor that I had, or the uh, the fact that it, the, um, yes, I was dwelling among thieves, but I they were all a little bit scruffier and uh, more unkempt and unwashed than I hoped they would be. <sighs> okay, Manfredi, I think it's up to you.
2: All right, so my last choice. Perhaps the most infamous pirate of them all that would be the pirate parrot the Pittsburgh pirate mascot oh very good um and infamous for his role in the 1985 Pittsburgh drug trials whoa where the uh, person who portrayed the Pittsburgh pirate uh parrot uh named Kevin Coke i can't make that up his name is Kevin wow. Coke uh was indicted and eventually rolled over on his buddies for being part of a uh, a drug ring that, that was involved with selling drugs to members of the Pittsburgh Pirates along with other members of the National League. Wow. And this wound up becoming a huge baseball scandal in the mid-80s. It wound up, like Keith Hernandez was involved in it. He was caught up in it. Tim Raines was another one. But um, essentially, Kevin Koch was the the intermediary between his friend who was a drug dealer and the players on the team who wanted to get a little bump before the games. And there are rumors, <laughs> there are rumors that he actually hid the cocaine in the in the, the head, the big giant pirate parrot head. <laughs> now, I, those aren't confirmed, so I don't know <laughs> if that's actually true or if that's that's just fanciful. But I just love this idea that the the, the the this guy has got like a you know a, a a speed bell like in his in his pocket while he's out there cavorting with the kids and doing like silly mascot things i just love <laughs> it i just love it i think it's great
1: i think the only disappointing thing about pirate parrot is that his name is pirate parrot and he doesn't have like another more clever name it's like he just showed up and they're like This is his name is Pirate Parrot. Okay.
0: Well, was he ever like the Pepsi Pirate Parrot or like the Perrier Pirate Parrot or something like that? Some sort
2: of sponsorship deal. Sponsor?
0: Yeah. Oh. hmm. I, I at first I thought you were going that you said there was a ring and I I assumed it was all amongst Major League Baseball mascots only. (laughs) Oh, that would have been actually
2: better (laughs) if the Philly fanatic. Because you yeah. know the, Philly, <laughs>
0: the San Diego the Philly, chicken.
2: The Philly <laughs> fanatic can Hoover up some cocaine in that schnoz. Of his. <laughs> but no, he was he was the middleman with the players and the uh, drug dealer, the main one of the main drug dealers in Pittsburgh, which is sort of a, a weird honorific to have. But there yeah. you are, and uh, yeah, it, it really exposed the the fact that well, Keith Hernandez during the trial. Estimated that forty percent of Major League Baseball players were using cocaine. He later oh. back he later backtracked on that and said he may have been grossly overstating that. <laughs> uh, but Tim Raines also admitted to of the Montreal Expos admitted to keeping a gram of cocaine in his back pocket while he played, and that's why he always slid head first, because he didn't want <laughs> he didn't want to break the, the the vial that the cocaine was in in his back pocket. And what? I just I, and I love the the idea that this this parrot rolled over. Yeah. When when he got when this all came parrot down, he, the par that parrot <laughs> talked, man. He squawked.
0: <laughs> what uh, Disney current thing. Disney Channel star do we think is going to do, do the dramatic turn as Mr. Coke? You know, in this Netflix um, miniseries. <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> when the gritty uh, Narcos like miniseries hits Netflix or HBO Max who do we see playing this character like
2: it might be some... one of the Riverdale kids I don't know
0: yeah I can see I can, can see like a Zac Efron or uh maybe it's a Wilmer Valderrama or somebody like that sure. on the... yeah I can see I can I can I can uh, see that shot of him in the parrot costume in prison and then they freeze frame and he'll be saying, You're probably wondering how I got to be here right now. Well let me tell
2: you. <laughs> this how did this bird get in a cage? How did
0: this bird get in a cage? <laughs> I love it. Okay, guys. So nobody chose uh the hook by Stephen Malkmus. Is that right? An amazing tale of a pirate.
2: Was this is this with with someone of his works with the jinx? Or is this I a solo worker? Or... Solo, yeah. Okay.
0: Solo. Yeah. At age nineteen, I was kidnapped by Turkish pirates, Mediterranean thugs. After some torture they considered me their mascot, Cypriot, good luck. It's basically the tale of dread pirate Roberts. The like, mm-hmm. guy gets kidnapped, he gains the respect of his captors, basically learns to be a pirate himself. Pretty soon he's got his he's the captain of his own galleon. All right, thanks for jumping on that one. All right, oh, yeah, so no. uh,
2: um, I also <laughs> yeah. no one also nobody chose Yosemite Sam as a pirate, which I thought mm-hmm. one of us would would go towards. When was he a pirate? Couple of uh, there are a couple of uh shorts where he is a uh, oh, wow. one a one man pirate, and Bugs Bunny is the only uh. I think, I think of the other ship who uh, decides to fight back.
1: I think it's called like Buccaneer Bunny or something or Mutiny on the Bunny or something like that. It, in, oh, it okay. involves,
2: usually involves Bugs Bunny throwing a lit match into the uh, munitions room and <laughs> Yosemite Sam having to scramble to try and put it out.
1: Yeah. yeah. Bugs Bunny, what, Buccaneer Bunny,
0: 1948. Wow, that's good. Nailed it. With Halloween coming up, um, do you think any of your progeny would want to be a pirate?
2: No. No, okay. Uh,
1: Felix uh, has said most recently that uh, he wants to be a Dracula.
0: Oh, sweet.
1: So who knows? I mean, who knows? It's going to change five more times.
2: Yeah. Our kids have decided that if if there was a Halloween, they would want to be characters from the HBO series Avenue 5.
0: (laughs) Don't even know that one.
2: Oh, that's the one with with Hugh Laurie as the uh, captain of the. Oh, uh, cruise oh yeah, awesome. the cruise ship. Yeah, the cruise the cruise ship. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Lovely. Okay, guys. So uh, thank you so much for all your great suggestions. Just because it's Pirates of the Caribbean, and I learned me something about the name of the uh, characters therein. Gonna go with Scallywag. Uh, then gonna go with uh, Pirate Parrot. Um, That's so cool. And because it was such a weird pull, uh, Brad Hamilton from Fast Times. And uh, since you guys both chose it, you guys both chose Captain James Hook. There we got it. That's four. Sweet. All right. So tune in next week, folks. Uh, We're going to kick off Halloween early here on the Mount Rushmore Podcast with uh, our good friend, Don Gearlings, who is – a small business person. She has a scrappy small business called, um, classic horror film site where she, uh, sells accoutrement that, uh, allow you to dress up in fashion and uh, collect memorabilia, uh, that reminds you of all the classic horror films and stuff like that. And this is their time of the year where they try to make some moolah, uh, um, around Halloween. So we're going to support her. And she's also a big fan of, uh, classic horror films but we're going to talk about kind of new classic horror characters next week and get Halloween going just a little bit early so um, uh, thank you for listening this has been the Mount Rushmore of any kind of pirate I as always am Jeff
2: R.I.B. Richard and
1: Michael not fighting on that one I didn't I
2: didn't think, oh, nice I didn't uh, think you would